Welcome to the Autistica Discover podcast. In this episode, we're talking about supporting autistic people from afar, something that lots of us are trying to do at the minute during lockdown. I spoke to Joan MacDonald, founder of Irish autistic group Autistic Paddies, about her experience running a group online and in particular about how things have been adapted in response to coronavirus. Now, Autistic Paddies are a community like any other, and there are times when people will be more or less engaged. So I'm certainly not suggesting that they're a little bubble of happiness unaffected by everything that's happening at the minute. They are a community of autistic people, though, who are supporting each other. And I think that's something that we can celebrate, and it's certainly something that we can learn from. So tell me a bit about yourself and a bit about Autistic Paddies. Okay, um, well, I'm very late to the autism camp. Um, my brother would have autism and very many complex needs. And for me, that was autism growing up. So the idea that I could be autistic myself it took me a very long time to come around to that. Um, I worked as a teacher, secondary school teacher, and I used to be exhausted in school all the time. I could just work and do nothing else. Then I was a CNO, and as a CNO, I, they paid for me, the NCSE paid for me to um, do a master's in autism in Birmingham University. And that's where I first met a variety of autistic people. Um, of autistic adults. As a senior, I'd met a variety of autistic children and seen the variety of it. And pennies began to drop at me that I might be autistic myself. Um, and so as soon as I, well, I set up an autism class when I took time out from being a senior and realised I had far more in common with the students than with the staff. So then I met Adam Harrison as I am and got diagnosed autistic myself, realising you could be an extrovert autistic. Mm. And because of studying in Birmingham, I knew a whole lot of autistic people. And so I knew there was a holiday called Autscape and I knew there was an autistic pride picnic. So I went as soon as I got diagnosed in June, I went to the autistic pride picnic that year and I went to Autscape that year as well in August. And Autscape is completely organized by autistic people. It's um, a conference stroke holiday. And after two years going there, I was a little embarrassed being the Irish person going there and taking from it and not giving. And at the same time, there was talk of having a European network of autistic groups. So I was asked, would I set up an Irish group with the view of joining the um, network. And so that's how Autistic Paddies got set up. As soon as I got home, I set it up with the, the seven autistic people I knew at the time. Also trying to, at the time, see, well, what else was out there? Because I figured there probably might be something in Ireland that I didn't know about. Um, and along the way, I found out about the Cork Women's Asperger's Group. And I found out about the Dublin Women's Network, which you had set up. And I found out about the pub meetup in the Longstone Bar in Dublin that was happening every Sunday. And so I still didn't want to be standing on people's toes because they were existing. Um, but people seemed to be happy enough for the autistic paddies to go ahead. And so and the people from those groups were giving each other the name of our group. And very quickly we had a meeting in my house and people came from all over the country. There were over 20 people there and I was amazed. But it also went very fast. So we didn't quite know what the autistic paddies was at that stage apart from for people to meet each other. But from that meeting, we decided we would set up a network to join the European network and that we would also sort of start speaking about our autism everywhere and telling people what autism was and letting people know what autism was. And I think we did all that without knowing who we were as a group and without fully realising just how different autistic people can be and without fully having parameters around how we would engage. So very quickly after that, autistic parties slightly fell apart because some people left and set up another group. And so... All of our original aims, they're still there, but they're slowed down a bit. And so right now what Autistic Paddies is, is it's a social group and it's an online space for people to meet and chat and find other autistic people and to find out about um, autistic meetups as well. And where, and I suppose prior to life pre-COVID and life post-COVID, mm -hmm. we organised quite a lot of meetups. How do you think 
obviously we can't generalize everyone's different but is there sort of a a feeling within the group at the minute in relation to uh coronavirus and, and COVID-19 do you think? I've noticed in our group and I've noticed in lots of autistic spaces that I'd be in that for the number of people engaging seems to have gone down a bit mm-hmm. and when COVID first came along well actually I was abroad when COVID first came along and I was my only contact online was with Autistic Paddies and so when I came back to Ireland on the 20th of March I thought we were all in lockdown actually we weren't but it was from what I was reading on the Autistic Paddies page that people had taken the threat very very seriously mm-hmm. and had perhaps in general overdone things safety wise and closeted themselves away and then when I came back and there was an actual lockdown, there was a lot of talk over the whole, in Ireland we have a two kilometre distance we can do our exercise. Some people weren't doing that at all. Some people felt they weren't let. Some people with kids were afraid of going further than that, even though the kids really needed it. So people, I think, are afraid of corona and the response to that has been to completely isolate and withdraw. And one of the things I began doing to try and cheer people up was to organise virtual meetups. So very quickly I was organising Zoom chats and meetups to watch things and scavenger hunts people could do from their own home and a book club. And there was a lot of enthusiasm about that on the page, but when it came to it, very few people actually showed up. So I think there's a kind of a depression and a lethargy there. Also at the same time, people including yourself sent me surveys to fill out and I thought, sure, I've loads of time at home that I can do that. And I couldn't bring myself to get there. Um, And I got surveys from other people too. So I think there is a, a shock, a depression, an inability to act or whatever that has arisen because of COVID and that people are finding hard to get through. Now, on the other hand, other people feeling like they ought to do things. There's one person in particular on our page who every morning has said, how are you getting on in this time to everybody? And it's Mm. become a thing I wake up to and look forward to every morning to seeing this little post and they do a little funny thing as well. And first of all, it's nice that somebody else is doing something and taking responsibility, but also it is nice that there is a a bit of a communal effort to bring things forward. And we put, trigger warnings which is kind of a warning that something is coming on that might be hard for people to take on covid posts because we were asked to do that because some people found it hard to take and then i notice whenever we have too many triggering posts that one of the other moderators puts up something funny pretty much afterwards and i don't know they're always there because i can't see who's online but i notice there's a little pattern that they're putting up something to cheer people up at the other side so there's that kind of monitoring each other and hoping to support each other in our mental states because being so far apart we can't always tell how everybody else is yeah so there's there is that shock over covid but there also is a little bit of you know some people taking responsibility as well to try and bring other people along in that time yeah and i've i, I know i've found speaking with people here in the uk and people back home who are autistic that and for myself as well it's almost like there's a, a much higher level of inertia where yes i sort of get up and i can just sit for a while and know that there's lots of things I should be doing or could be doing, but it's just, it's it's like a sort of almost sort of moving in slow motion at times that can be quite hard to, to get out of. Um, but I do think with your group that it has been, like the, the fact that you're offering virtual events and the fact that there are sort of the morning check-ins and that even if people aren't engaging, I do think the fact that they know that there's a community there and that people are willing to, to listen if they, they need to, to speak about something. I think that probably does have a, a really big impact, even if from your side, you're kind of feeling like people are less engaged. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, that's useful to know because I do get messages on Messenger every now and again from people saying, thank you for being there, all right. But I really have no way of knowing how many people are there or engaging or not. So it is good to know that, that we are offering support to people um, because that's that's basically what we're there for. Mm-hmm. And what do you feel has been kind of the, the hardest part of trying to, to build that community remotely? I suppose there's a lot of things. Um, being remote, you are in your own house so you don't really know how anybody else is responding to things um so sometimes people can take things up the wrong way and get upset or sometimes people they need it well one thing you mentioned inertia to do with COVID. there's a certain element of inertia that's there all the time mm-hmm. and some people just need an extra push to get things done for some reason i feel a responsibility to the autistic paddy so i don't need so much of a push with that i do what i can but it gets takes me away from other things in my life that i might need a push in mm-hmm. but let's say for a meetup um, loads of people say they'd love to come to a meetup and then the day comes and they're shy if somebody in their home was encouraging them to go or somebody even outside was ringing them up and saying that hey come along or if I was ringing or one of the moderators was ringing they might come but there isn't the time to do that and then you don't know either are you annoying the person by doing that so I would love to see us more connected with people in autistic people's lives but um, there just isn't the time to do that and we are an autistic only group and that needs to be kept that way as well. So getting over the inertia to enable people to get places is a big deal. Also, so many people, I asked this morning on the page about sort of building community, and so many people say, well, what they get from autistic bodies is acceptance, and that's what's needed. But so many people don't feel they're good enough and don't feel that they will be accepted and have that huge fear about showing up anywhere. And I suppose having gone to four Oddscapes now and knowing that we just take each other as we come, I know that when we go to meetups, people just do tend to be accepted as they are. Sometimes at meetups, people apologize for not talking too much or talking too much. And we just say, look, that's okay. If you're not talking, that's fine to be quiet. If you're talking too much, if we don't want to listen anymore, we'll tell you. Mm. And so that's, but a lot of people haven't, well, because none of us have that in our lives the rest of the time. Um, we find that hard maybe to take at meetups. Um, and so people are afraid to go along. So I'd love to organise more meetups around people's interests. But um, again, it's just having the time to get all that done. But uh, yeah, if, if we were able to meet physically more often, um, and I say we, there's 300, nearly 350 of us now. Obviously, we couldn't all meet and we wouldn't, we wouldn't necessarily want to. But mm. there is that disconnect when you're online um, in some respects. Now, on the other hand, there is a connect when you're online because you only have the written word. And so... People sometimes can take great care to frame that written word the way they want it and to create beautiful things and to be maybe more honest than they would be face to face. So there's an advantage to distance connection as well. But overall, I'd like to have a a better mixture of both. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything that you would like to say or anything that you sort of, anything that you think would help other autistic people who might be listening, who are either themselves feeling isolated and quite remote or who themselves are thinking about trying to reach out to other people who might be isolated? Yeah, um, well, first of all, if you're in Ireland or Irish, join the Autistic Paddies because you don't have to say anything or do anything on the group. If you, you know, you can check it out and you can leave if you want to as well. But in general, um, just if you've never met other autistic people, please try it. Um, because it's so wonderful to meet people who take in the world the same way that you do. And just like all the other people in the world, we are all different. And there's people we like more than others and people we'll get on with and we won't get on with. But because we have a similar neurology, it just makes 
it's such a difference to be with people who get it. Um, and uh, I just strongly recommend it for anybody. Um, and don't have any expectations that you need to say stuff or that you don't need to say stuff. Just just be there um, and try things out. It can be lovely. Um, I could also recommend, because this I know this is an autistic interview, so it might be heard in the UK. Um, there's lovely Discord groups at the moment for Autscape participants. And there's one for autistic parties as well that's run by somebody else, not me, which is also lovely um, that other people are taking things on. But, uh, you know, I'd recommend you you find those, seek those out, because um, it's a lovely supportive way to meet people online. And then someday you might meet them in real life then after that. Um, right. And then also for maybe people who are listening to this who aren't autistic, but who have autistic people in their lives, online community is enormous. And um, I remember, because I'm a teacher in my day job some of the time, I remember having a child five years ago, and she had friends online. And she considered them friends. And I thought, God, this is dangerous. She's probably only meeting predators. But since setting up the autistic parties, I realized just how real and how supportive online community is. And then when you meet people having met them online, there's just such a warmth there because you know so much about each other already. So if you are supporting autistic people, encourage them to join community online. And it may not even be autistic community. It might be a community around the stuff that interests them because autistic people take over the stuff that interests us. And so joining communities around that and even just messaging back and forth around that can be so supportive and also so enabling. Thanks so much to Joan for taking the time to speak with me. You can find out more about Autistic Paddies and Joan's work on our website, autistica.org.uk. You can also find resources related to autism and coronavirus on our website. If you have any ideas for the podcast that you'd like to hear us cover, particularly in relation to coronavirus, do get in touch. Thanks so much for listening.